The All In Podcast Show, episode number 13, with your host, Daniel Giordano. The All In Podcast Show is home to the top entrepreneurs, innovators, and world changers sharing their breakthrough moments and how they are changing the world. We will bring mentors into your world who can help you find balance and build a bold life of excellence with your host, Daniel Giordano. Get off the sidelines. Get all in. And join us at www.allinpodcast.com. I want to welcome you to the uh, All In Podcast Show today. And, and today I have the pleasure of introducing you to uh, Rob Cosberg, who um, basically has uh, had a number of successful businesses over the years. And, and I've had the privilege of meeting several times and, and uh um, you know, he's helping people get their message out in the world and be able to uh, build their businesses successfully by helping them become authorities uh, uh, by one, you know, many different messages, uh, methods, um, being uh, PR and, and uh, making them best seller, selling authors. And, um, and he's going to share some of that information with you today. But, but I have the privilege of in- introducing you to Rob Cosberg today. Rob, welcome to the, the show. Thanks, buddy. Good to be on. Um... And obviously, we we go back a little ways, so glad to uh, glad to be doing this with you. I think it'll be fun. Yeah, it's going to be going to be fun. We're we're looking forward to this here today. So I always like to start with um, you know, and this is where I learn a lot about the people as well. You know that because I, <laughs> I don't know everything about everybody, but um, you know, I learn uh, uh, that you know I love stories. I love hearing where people come from, the challenges that they um, have overcome, um, and the things that uh, have you know helped make you successful in all areas in your life, which is obviously the theme of this show about being all in in everything you do. So um, so if you want to share with us uh, a little bit about, you know, your background and a little bit of your story, where you come from, and uh, and then we can uh, progress from there. Yeah, wow. Uh, and, and which career do you want me to talk about and <laughs> how far yeah, do you, you want can me to go, go back. right? Yeah, well, yeah. Well, what's funny is, you know, I introduced your dad, and I said, "Hey, he's like, how far do you want me to go back? I'm pretty old, right?" <laughs> so, um, yeah. So it'd be, um, you know, as far back as you choose to that that you know where you believe it's important for people to start to understand who you are, get to know you a little better. Yeah. No. Cool. Um, yeah. I guess um, it, it depends on all the things that we want to hit. You know, I'm, I'm currently in the the publishing business. I have been for for several years. Uh, which kind of um, came from me writing my own best-selling book back in 2008, 2009, um, which is a, a really fun and, and in a lot of ways, everything that I've done uh, has led up to this. But prior to this, you know, I mean, you you know my dad. My dad's been in real estate since the 70s. And, um, you know, so, you know, when I was 18 years old, I got my real estate license. At 19, I got my broker's license. And I actually paid my way through college selling real estate. I, I did pretty well. I was a top 100 realtor in the state of Florida back in the in the 80s, and went from there into um, the the mortgage business. I I owned a successful mortgage company. I owned a real estate company. I was also a licensed title agent and owned a title company. So a lot of always kind of sales and and business building background, but to take quite a you know, a, a tangent off of that. Um, in my late twenties, I actually um, left my businesses and uh, sold my investments and everything, and I went into the full time ministry. I was uh, in the full time ministry for um, uh, over eleven years, and uh, 
oversaw, led churches in three different states, Florida, Tennessee, and California, oversaw churches in multiple other states. And, um, you know, real passion for me. Um, it's, uh, it was something that, um, you know, emotionally is, is not easy, challenging. I mean, my oldest son was 12 and we had moved 12 times. <laughs> so a little like a, like a military career, not that I've ever been in the military. It's one thing I haven't done, but, um, a little bit like that. So, uh, I have all those backgrounds in 2003, I resigned from the ministry and uh, went back into business, but I still am super active with my church. I, I preach pretty regularly. In fact, I'm speaking this Sunday, uh, which will be fun. Looking forward to that. And, uh, and I think in a lot of ways, what I do now to help people, uh, to help them to grow their brand, to help them to position themselves, um, is, you know, I mean, so many of my clients are public speakers, for example, or they want to be. And so, uh, you know, it's cool to see all these things kind of thread together in my uh, history to bring me to do what I do now. So there you go. Is that enough? Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a condensed version. <laughs> that's, a right, that's good. Super condensed version. <laughs> yeah, that's that's good. So um, so obviously over the years, uh, you've you know probably had a lot of people in your life that have poured into you. You know, is there is there one specific person that that has influenced you the most? You know, um, I mean, you know, your dad always influences you tremendously. And so I'm really grateful for the things that my dad's taught me, um, especially in regards to business and character things. And so um, I'm grateful to my dad. Um, you know, I, I think it, there's two other ways that I think about this question, and I don't know if this at all uh, is – the direction that, that you would want to go, but I'm, I'll, I'll share two things. One is, you know, I used to think that I had like dozens and dozens of friends, but then I learned that I really don't. <laughs> hmm. And that really I have like three or four like awesome friends that would go to war with me that be in a foxhole with me that are with me when times are good and with me when times are, are bad. And, um, and that to me is cool. You know, when you're younger, I think you, you, you think in terms of, gosh, I know all these people and I have all these friends and we hang out. But the reality is those are acquaintances and they're good and those things are fun. But, you know, if you can have three or four or five real friendships where they know who you are and you know who they are, then those people are going to impact your life in, in tremendous ways. So I'm going to say I'm going to answer your question by saying my friends, and I'm going to give you one more answer, even if you don't want it. <laughs> maybe you do. Maybe you can just cut this part out. But, um, you know, I mean, my relationship with God is the most important relationship that I have, and it's a real relationship to me. Um, I became a Christian in college. I'm actually from a Jewish background. And, um, you know, I mean, I'm, I, I spend time in in the Bible every day. I spend time in prayer. and um, and that that relationship has been a transformative relationship, the most transformative relationship in my life. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm such a different man than I was 26, 27 years ago when, uh, you know, when I decided to start that relationship. So maybe that's answered in a different way than than you expected, but that's just the truth. <laughs> well, that's that that's a great answer. So uh, amen to that. Right. <laughs> 
Um, so um, obviously, you know, being that you've been on this journey, uh, you know, in business and ministry and the th- different things you've had success at in your life, um, you know, there may have been some some points where you've had some challenges uh, that have come up. Uh, and what are some of those challenges that, that have him- impacted you over the years? Yeah, well, you know, um, you can't control certain things in your life, right? And And probably most things are out of out of our control uh, all we can do is um, you know try to make good decisions and control ourselves um, so probably the the you know some a couple of big things that that have happened is you know just seeing um, the economic ups and downs from from business I mean I've been in business for a good period of time but I was in the real estate industry in in 2000 and in the early 2000s up until 2008 and um, and am by nature a really aggressive person. You know, I make I, I, I don't, I'm not afraid to bet on myself and, you know, believe my decisions are good decisions, <laughs> probably like most entrepreneurs. And so, you know, I, I bet heavy in the Florida real estate market and um, and I was really aggressive and I got beat up pretty, pretty bad in the in the mid you know to late 2000s because of that lost a lot of money. And, um, you know, it's certainly taught me to be more prudent <laughs> and, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, to be, you know, I, I still think by nature I'm, I'm aggressive, but it has certainly taught me to be more cautious. You know, that kind of thing will leave a mark, if you know what I mean. Right. Um, and so, you know, you can't control, uh, you can't control things like that. You know, I mean, whether it's stock market going up and down or whether it's real estate values going up and down. Uh, or just you know general economic turbulence, you can't control that. I think the other thing that you can't control is you can't int- control what other people think and feel. <laughs> and so, you know, I mean, I've whether it was my time in the ministry or my time in business, you know, there are just people that, um, you know, that aren't a fit chemistry-wise with you. Uh, they weren't with me. And um, and as much as you try to get people to like you or get people to trust you, you know, at the end of the day, that is always the decision of the other individual. So I think, you know, I think those two things uh, are freeing in one sense, because now I just don't concern myself as much with people, with what people think of me. Um, I try to be honest and authentic. Um, When we bring on new clients into our company, we really vet those clients because there are certain people that, you know, just aren't a good fit with us and not because they aren't financially capable or not because they're not great people. They just are not of the right temperament to deal with with us. And uh, that's not many, I don't think. But, you know, I've had some situations where we've just given people back their money because they abused our staff or because they, you know, they were always... Uh, incredibly demanding. And I just thought, you know, I can't change this person. And we're, you know, I'm not happy. The staff isn't happy and and they're not happy. Let's just part friends uh, and, and go our separate ways because I can't fix, you know, this relationship. I can't make them think and feel um, anything more. Does that make sense? Sure. Sure. Definitely. I totally understand that. Um, you know, I know um, over the years and, you know, obviously being in business, you always come across clients that uh, um, may on the surface seem like the ideal client, uh, but only to find out 
shortly after that, you know, it's not a good fit and, you know, definitely handling it that right that way and, you know, trying to eliminate even getting to that point, taking and onboarding them when they're not an actual fit for you. Um, and it makes life easier, um, you know, when you're not dealing with people that you shouldn't be or don't don't need to be. It's super freeing. Um, yeah. You know, um, especially when you get to the point where, you know, you never want to take on a client because you need the money. Um, and and I certainly in the past have been guilty of that. Um, but you learn very quickly that it, these things are mistakes and uh, and they're mistakes um, for everybody involved. And so, you know, I don't know who's listening, but, you know, you may have people that are listening that are starting their business and, you know, they're they're tempted to, you know, bring on a client that really isn't a good fit for them. And that will that will cause more grief for everybody than than just passing that up. And and it's freeing when you get to the point where you can just say, yeah, you know what, let me let me give you the let me give you the name to my competitor. <laughs> call call them. And uh, that that's going to work out better for both of us if you, if you do so. Um, right. But the same is true economically. You know, I mean, you can't control the economy. All you can do is hustle and work really hard and and provide great value to your clients and and build a great client base where you can get referrals and and market it. And but at the end of the day, you know, you can't control what the economy is going to do. You you can't put your eggs in that basket. It's going to go up. It's going to go down. It, it's going to be different tomorrow than it is today. So don't worry about it. Right. So, so would you describe, uh, you know, the real estate, uh, challenges that you went through as one of the lowest points in your life? Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think, um, you know, the cool thing is that God always provided and, uh, and it worked out. I mean, looking back, uh, it was awesome. I mean, awesome. I mean, I'm so thankful that I went through what I went through and this is going to sound a little bit weird, but but I'll I'll say it anyway. Um, in some ways, all the success that I experienced in my real estate business, because we were, you know, our, our real estate businesses were were doing over a hundred million a year in closings, and I was earning millions of dollars in income and had all the trappings of that. And um, but the funny thing is, I really wasn't happy doing it. It felt like golden handcuffs, if you know what I mean. Like, how do you walk away? from a business that's providing that kind of lifestyle. I mean, you just can't do it, but I wasn't happy in it. Like I didn't feel like I was born to do this. I was doing it because I was good at it and it was lucrative and it was a nice business. Um, looking back now, I would never be doing what I'm doing right now. Had it not been for the difficulty of that time, you know? And so, sure. So, wow, what a blessing that those, you know, that that I ended up having to close those businesses. But, oh, man, super painful. I mean, I had, you know, I had uh, seven full-time people and, you know, 6,000 square foot of office space and and 20 sales guys on commission. And, you know, it was it was it was difficult. I mean, you know, probably 30, 40 desks and computers and you know you're giving stuff away i mean we were here was all this stuff we had spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on and you know people are coming and just taking it away it's it's pretty like oh man this wow painful painful um hmm. but but wow you know looking back thank god 
Right. So, so was there one specific pivot point or, or some point during that time that turned, you know, where things turned around and you recognize that now looking back that really got you focused on moving forward and, you know, towards where you're at today? Um, that sounds more to me like two questions. So I'll answer both. How about that? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Because, you know, the, 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 the second part of the question, you know, as far as turning it around and moving forward, is a little bit different than, you know, was there, was there a moment that I realized that I'm grateful that it happened? You know, when, when you're, you know, I've been married for 26 years. I have three great kids. You know, I mean, when, when I closed those businesses, there was, there was no time to feel sorry for myself, even though I did. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I mean, I had to, I had to make it happen. Um, I had to, I had to figure it out. And um, so, you know, yes, I I was licking my wounds and yes, it was emotionally painful. But as far as turning it around, I mean, I I went right to work and and hustled and tried to figure it out. Now, it was a it was a learning process and it was painful, especially in the worst economy in our generation. You know, I mean, real estate. I'm, I'm in Southern California now. Um, and, but my dad's still involved in real estate in Florida and, um, real estate has not come back even, even to 70% of the level of 2006. So, I mean, it's still, I know houses are selling and all, but they're selling way below where they were almost 10 years ago. So, you know, I mean, it's still a depressed market. Um, I couldn't let any of those factors be an issue though, Dan. I mean, you know, I had, you know, I, I I couldn't just collect a, you know, a paycheck, or I couldn't just, uh, you know, collect unemployment as if that were an option. I mean, I had to hustle and make it happen. So there was no, you know, when did it turn around? It turned around eventually as I continued to hustle and figure it out. You know, it took a little bit of time, but it turned around. Um, I think the first part of the question, you know, when did I when did I notice that? When did I start? feeling grateful. I think I started feeling grateful um, for that as I started doing the business that I'm doing now, which wasn't an an overnight process. You know, I've I've been doing this um, for, it's, you know, from the, from the time that I wrote my book, which is back 2008, 2009, I wasn't doing it, but starting in about 2011, 2012, I started helping other people to do this. And, um, and that's when it started becoming like, wow, this is really cool. Um, this is really something that I'm providing a tremendous value to people. I love the people that I'm working with and it's providing incredible results for people. And when you, when you have a nice mix of all those things, you look back and you start, start tracing the steps. You know what I mean? Like, how did I get here? Well, I got here because this failed and then this failed and then this succeeded. And then I took that success and I built upon it and I created this. And so, you know, when you trace the steps, which was only a few years ago, I'm looking back and I'm going, wow, I would never be doing what I'm doing if it wasn't for that. Right. That's good. So um, 
you know, it's always obviously great looking back, seeing the journey. Sometimes it's not as pleasant when you're going through it. Um, You know, so was there, you know, um, I mean, obviously, you you know, you're the type of person that that will push through and, and, um, you know, you recognize quickly that you need to, you know, move forward. But were there times there that you, um, you know, went through a, like, you know, first lack of a better word, like, you know, why, why me, God, why this, you know, did you ever have any of that type of mindset? You know, yes, but not the uh maybe not specifically the you know, why me type of thing. It was more like, you know, how did this happen? I think I think my first inclination I'm from a Jewish background, so <laughs> I'll say it like this and I can say that because I'm Jewish. But I think my first inclination is always guilt. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. oh, man, how did I screw this up? (laughs) You know, like, like, how could I have avoided this? What did I do wrong? So so I think the 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 feeling sorry for yourself might take different forms for different people. And I think for me, it wasn't so much. I'm a victim as it was. Oh, man, I screwed that up. (laughs) So uh, and I felt bad about that for a long time. Um, Right. Uh, you know, cause I mean, there were signs that, you know, now, I mean, I doubt that I'd still be in the, even if I, even if I did everything right, I don't know that I still would have made it in the business because I know guys and companies that did it all right. And they still ended up either losing or selling their business for a pittance. So, you know, when it, especially in a floor, in a market like Florida that got so devastated, you know, you could put, I mean, you could buy a, you could have bought a house in 2004, 2005 and put 50% down on that house. And still, you know, by 2010 and 11, that house has no equity in it. You know, like the money just disappeared, like it never existed. And it was real money. You know what I mean? It was like, it was real money that went into that. So some of that, you know, you can't do anything about. But there were plenty of things that I looked at and I thought, you know, I could have done this better and I could have been more prudent and I could have been more wise. So I think I think for me, it was more the guilt associated with, you know, I I put my family in jeopardy. What an idiot. I shouldn't have done that. Um, And uh, and I'm going to do better next time. So I think that's I think that's the form that it took for me. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, definitely. And I definitely feel your pain. (laughs) (laughs) So I was right there with you. Yeah, Yeah, it was. (laughs) Went through that as well. Crazy Um, time, man. Crazy time. Yeah, but definitely looking back, you know, it strengthened us to uh, pursue and, you know, and and, uh, definitely uh, go after the things that, you know, we're really passionate about, you know, with uh, impacting people. So as you've, um, you know, developed now what you do on a daily basis, you know, how would you define, um, you know, the uh i guess the idea of success like what what would be your definition of that yeah um well it's look it certainly involves financial success but it's not preeminently about that um as i mentioned to you before um you know i had i had tremendous financial success in my real estate company but i i felt trapped i felt like dang man uh you know, this, you know, this thing is going so well. Why, why do I feel the way I feel? You know what I mean? And, um, 
and so I think I think those things all have to, you know, they all have to come together. And so I love the fact that I'm doing something that that really makes a difference for people. Um, I did that in real estate, but I think I'm doing it in a way that, at least for me, speaks more to, you know, my inner my inner person. And feels really good, feels really right, feels really fulfilling. I see how full of joy these people are with with what they're doing. They're leaving a legacy. I love the the clients that I'm working with. I love the caliber of person um, that I'm I'm working with. That to me is very very exciting. Um, so, you know, um, I, I my schedule. I mean, I part of. I always joke about this with my wife and friends. You know, I'm, I'm unemployable. I mean, I, I couldn't have a job just because I my schedule to me is really important. So, you know, I mentioned to you about my friends and relationships. My relationships are really vital. Uh, I play golf every week. Um, yesterday was my golf day. I played 36 holes. So generally, I'm in the office Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, you know, I, I work hard and I, I really hustle and I have a great team that I've trained well and they do a great job, but you know, I'm, I'm not the guy, especially at this stage of my life at 50 that, that needs to put in 16 hours a day to feel fulfillment. Um, that's not me. You know, I, I want to have my family secure, you know, my relationship with my wife, you know, last night was date night. We went out, you know, I, I do golf lessons with my, my youngest son who's in high school my two older sons are are out of the house. One's in college, one's out of college. And so all of these things, like in an hour and a half, I go to lunch with my oldest son. We go to lunch every Friday. So I, I have to have all of these things in place at this stage in my life, you know, because life is so much more than just, you know, collecting a paycheck or, or feeling fulfilled at work. Um, does that answer your question? or? Was I yeah, rambling yeah. too much there? Yeah, no, 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 that was good. And there was a lot of good stuff that came out of that. That was that was perfect. Good, good. Yeah. So, um, uh, you know, uh, so obviously you're living your purpose and your calling. I would I would guess at this point in your life. Yeah, I think so. I really do. Now I have I have big goals and I have big plans. Um, you know, I I don't expect that at sixty. Um, you know, 10 years from now that I'm going to be doing exactly what I'm doing now um, because, you know, I, I want my life to make a difference for people. And so I'm, I'm grateful that I get to speak regularly in my church and, and impact people there. But I also have some, you know, big goals for philanthropy and, and helping those, you know, that are the most at risk in this world. And so yeah, I, I feel like right now, yes, I'm I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, and I'm loving it, and it's going well, which that's an added bonus, right? Um, but that doesn't mean it's going to look exactly like this in five or ten years, and and I'm cool with that. I'm you know I'm trying to plan, I'm trying to figure it out. Sure, well that's good because I mean obviously you recognize the fact that you're always you know things are always changing and evolving, especially in today's world. Uh, with technology and the things we use as tools and resources in our businesses. So um, that's, uh, that's ever changing. So, True. and yeah. So, um, you know, uh, what is one thing that you would share uh, as we close out here 
that, that you would want people to recognize um, you know, that you could share here with the audience um, to help them really step up and get all in in their life? Mm. Yeah, you know, good question. I, I would say um, because I know what it's like to to be really successfully financially and still not feel like I'm doing what I was supposed to be doing, you know, feel a little like, ah, like there's a hole there. Um, then I would say people need to really, you know, I journal every day, I, I think, um, and I try to figure out, you know, what it is internally within me that, that, you know, needs change or, or, has to be adjusted or whatever. And I think if people could just be more self-aware, you know, what, what are, what are your skills? What are you really good at? Um, think through those things. What do you really enjoy doing? Who are the type of people that you enjoy interacting with? Think through those things and then look for the intersection of those things in the marketplace. You know, if you're, if you're thinking, if you have your own business or you're thinking about starting your own business, um, if you can start it in a place where there's a a market opportunity and you have skills in that area and you enjoy that area, then you're going to be successful. Um, you're going to figure it out and you're going to love what you're doing. That's a little like where I'm at right now. And so I would just say journal, take stock in those things, really think about them. Uh, what are your skills? What are you good at? What do you love doing? Who do you love helping? And how could that fit into the marketplace? If you can figure that out, then I think you're going you're gonna to be all in and be fired up about it at the same time. Great, great. So, so obviously, you probably have a favorite quote. And I, this is always a fun part for me because I know it's hard for people to narrow it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is all about one thing here, right? So, um, uh, so what, what would be one of your favorite quotes? that you want to share with everyone? You know, I, I live uh, right down the street from um, George Patton's um, childhood home in San Marino, California. And, um, and you know, one of my favorite quotes is, is a quote that he talked about that he, that he said in, in regards to planning. He said, a good plan violently executed today is better than a perfect plan executed next week. And I, I just, I agree with that. I think you need to, you know, it's been said a lot of different ways. John Maxwell talks about failing forward. Uh, and I think that, that those concepts are the same. So I, I say, you know, if you can come up with a good plan and then just go all in, right, using your terminology, uh, Patton would say violently executed, then uh, that's way better than you sitting around and procrastinating you know, every little detail of your plan to make it perfect. That's a good one. Definitely very, a lot of truth in that. So how, as we close out here, first, I want to thank you for taking the time to uh, go through this process with me and share your message with the world. Um, and um, I'd like to give you the opportunity to share how people find out more about you. Yeah, cool. Thanks. Great to be with you, Dan. Good to, to reconnect and talk as well. Um, probably the best way is just through our website. Um, you can learn about us at bestsellerpublishing.org. Uh, it's bestsellerpublishing.org. And you um, can find, you know, dozens and dozens of, of uh, success stories and 
testimonials. We've worked with hundreds of authors and uh, there's our contact information if anybody wants to get in communication with us and love to help if we can. Great, great. All right. Well, thanks again. I appreciate it. Appreciate your time. Thanks, buddy. Have a great day. All right. You too. For more information on the links and resources recommended in this show, please visit allinpodcast.com.